What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs. Today on Locked on Dolphins, Monday, June 13th, diving into what we heard from new Dolphins wide receiver Tyreek Hill and agent Drew Rosenhaus on Tyreek Hill's debut episode of his new podcast, It Needed to Be Said. You are Locked on Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs, your host here on Locked On Dolphins, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, director of scouting at thedraftnetwork.com. And today is June 13th, 2022. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen of the day. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at Bet Online. Bet Online is you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. And today on the show, we're going to be exploring what we heard from Tyreek Hill, Drew Rosenhaus, and Tyreek Hill's co host uh, from It Needed to Be Said, uh, episode one, Tyreek Hill, the podcast. It dropped on Friday. And I kind of had like a strategic approach to this podcast. And I was excited to get into it and hear what Tyreek Hill had to say. It was totally focused on his trade from Kansas City and how it went down and some of the dynamics that were in play and the decision that was made and how the process played out. It was very fascinating stuff. Um, but I made the decision to wait until Sunday afternoon to watch slash listen because what I, I wanted to do was I kind of wanted to get a feel and a vibe for how the fan base and football media in general was going to choose to react to the things that Tyreek Hill had to say. And sure enough, it didn't disappoint because this, this podcast is like 53 minutes long. Sit down, talk with Drew. Um, but really, there were two quotes in the entire thing that anybody grabbed onto. And it was Tyreek Hill talking about how he thought Tua Tungvaloa was a more accurate quarterback than Patrick Mahomes. And everybody went nuts with that and made every joke under the sun. And uh, the, then there was uh, a quote that had to do with Tyreek this past season and his frustration and how that that fueled uh, the decision to ultimately part ways with Kansas City. So um, I would strongly encourage before you guys you know, partake in Locked On Dolphins today, go listen, go watch, go support Tyreek Hill, right? Obviously, this is a member of the Dolphins. We uh, have invested a lot. We, uh, the collective we, the Dolphins have invested a lot in him and the fan base, obviously, very excited to have him. And that's also something that Drew Rosenhaus and, and Tyreek talked about as well, was uh, Tyreek Hill has been made the face of the Miami Dolphins franchise this offseason. And you contrast that to in Kansas City, obviously the existence of Patrick Mahomes and even Travis Kelsey. Uh, Tyreek's been the star receiver there, but he was never going to be the star player there. And while from Drew Rosenhaus's perspective, he made the great point to point that out. And from a marketing perspective, you know, and a player brand perspective, 
Miami is a win for him in that way. I really enjoyed Tyreek Hill, his response to that, which was effectively something along the lines of, and I'm paraphrasing, and you should definitely go again, watch and get the full context and the full content. They spend probably the first seven minutes gassing each other up. It's Tyreek and Drew, and they're, they're talking about how great one another is. And uh, then they they kind of redirect and get, get into football after the first seven, eight minutes or so. Um, but they're, they're, the response that Tyreek Hill had to that was, I don't care about the notoriety on the outside. I want my coach to know when you got to have it, Tyreek Hill's going to have the ball. And I really enjoyed receivers are always going to face some level of that critique that they are divas, right? Or that they're high maintenance or you got to appease them. And that's you know, guys like T.O. and Ocho all throughout time. Randy Moss, his time with the Raiders. Um, there's kind of been that association with wide receivers, but it's that alpha mentality that exists, right? And to hear Tyreek go into, I don't care about being the face of the franchise. I don't care about the notoriety on the outside. I want the notoriety on the inside to know when you got to have it to win a football game, I'm your guy. I like that. Now, that was one of the contributing factors that they talked about that eventually, um, and you've started to see the media pick up on this later in the weekend, uh, that was ongoing throughout the course of that 2021 season was Tyreek would text Drew at the end of games in which he wasn't getting targeted the ball and voices frustrations with Drew. And they were very explicitly clear. You know, there, there was never any fuss made about it. Tyreek didn't go to the media and talk about it. So it piqued my interest. I'm not a math guy, but I can do simple, um, simple lining up of two numbers and, and see you know, where, where the values exist. Right. So, uh, last year, 2021, Tyreek Hill caught 111 footballs for 1,239 yards and nine touchdowns. Not bad. 120 total touches for 1,335. He had nine rushes for 96 yards. But he had 159 targets. That was the most on the Dolphins, or excuse me, the most on the Chiefs by 25 and nearly double the amount of the third highest targeted receiver on the team, which was Mecole Hardman. I find that interesting because we did the exercise already, the think tank exercise and looking at the fantasy projections and talking about targets and expectations. And yeah, we project a little bit of a, a regression for Tyreek Hill on account of more balance in the skill position groups than Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill and then everybody else with like Nicole Harmon and Clyde Edwards-Alaire and whoever else. You look at the Dolphins' targets and how they distributed their targets. Jalen Waddell had 140 targets last year. Mike Gusecki had 112. So wide receiver and a tight end combo. The next highest target share on the team, Devontae Parker was 73. Jalen Waddell almost had double the targets of the number three wide receiver on the team for the Dolphins last year. So you have these two players that are now going to be coexisting with one another. And that's where 
I thought this would be a good conversation for us to have is kind of blending my perspective on how the football pieces fit together with hearing what the perspective was from Tyreek. Um, both Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle for their respective offenses last year had nearly double the amount of targets as the number three targeted receiver on the team. And then Tyreek Hill coming out of Kansas City, talking with Drew Rosenhaus, feeling frustrated. It's interesting. And I think it certainly spells regression for the other receivers, right? Jalen's going to get a ton of targets. Tyreek's going to get a ton of targets. And I think one thing that, that you would ideally like to implement with these two guys as much as possible is that's the first and the second progression, right? Maybe one of them is a pre-snap sig signal or sight adjustment. Um, if you get a certain kind of coverage, hey, I know I'm going to throw this ball right off the jump, but I want I want my eyes on that side of the field, which means I want those two guys aligned on the same side of the field often. Because I would hate to have you go spread and you stick one on this side and you stick the one on the other side. And then you kind of lose the complementary speed dynamic that these two guys have with each other, unless you're running stuff that's 20 plus yards down the field where you're going to run a post and a deep over and you're, you're kind of reading that safety. I want to either have, I want them on the both same on the both side of the ball. So I know I am sight adjusting if I'm going to throw pre-snap based on alignment and coverage, or if I'm not getting that, I want my first and second read in the progression as much as possible to be those two guys. I want to feed them the football. They are so dynamic. And then playing off of each other with the vertical speed that they have to threaten and the respect and the space that they're going to command. That's why I like the McDaniel Shanahan style offense as we are projecting it because it features a lot more condensed sets. Everybody is tight together. So it's not going to be so hard to get your eyes from one of these guys to the next unless they're in a stack formation right next to one another. So observation that I have in hearing from, from Tyree Kill and his perspective on, hey, we come out of a game, I get four targets for three catches and 14 yards, and we lose the football game. I'm frustrated. If I were Tyree Kill, I'd probably be frustrated too. He had 150-plus targets in total last year. Jalen Waddell, 140. Those two guys are going to complement each other, but the math, you got a math problem, right? Either Tyreek's going to maintain all of his targets and Jalen's going to drop off and everybody else is going to have the bottom drop out, or they'll both slightly drop. They're going to have to be more productive with the ball in their hands, but not get as many receptions. And there's a way I think Miami has this in, in their advantage based on how they've chose to do business with Tyreek. That's interesting. And I will talk about that as soon as I talk about you making business decisions for your special misses, if you've got a special occasion you want to celebrate, you're looking for fine jewelry, but you're having trouble choosing. Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7 via phone or chat. They're available to help you find memorable gifts at every budget. You can make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. Locked on Dolphins listeners get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement jewelry. Use code locked on. That's code locked on. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress free and find your forever peace. Go to Blue Nile 
Bet.com today. So one of the other things that they talked about was how the trade came to be. And at the end of the season, Drew Rosenhaus and Tyreek Hill said they got together, they talked, they went and talked to Brett Veach, the GM of the Kansas City Chiefs, and they said, we want to be here. And Tyreek really drove that home, which I think was a very clear message uh, for the Kansas City Weeps fans on social media, tweeting a bunch of hate at Tyreek Hill about how his best days are behind him and his career is over and blah, 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 blah. Right. Um, which is just amazing to me. Um, six Pro Bowls in six seasons and a Super Bowl win and wanted to be a part of your team. But uh, the narrative, and at least this is the perspective of Tyreek and of Drew Rosenhaus, is uh, they were millions of dollars in guaranteed money apart. And Tyreek at one point said, he talked to Andy Reid and said, I don't even have to be the number one paid wide receiver. I don't need $30 million a season. But at least put me in that income bucket where I'm adequately compensated and in that tier of players relative to my skill set. And the number that he threw out was 25. And if they're millions of dollars apart, and Tyreek would have settled for 25 in Kansas City, it's no wonder that Tyreek Hill's playing on a new team when he wanted to be in Kansas City and Andy Reid got involved in this process late. And they made a really good point where they said they, they didn't value me to pay me that money, but they got five draft picks for me. So they very clearly valued me in that light. And I think that's the difference for Miami that even if Tyreek Hill is not getting 160 plus targets, Miami is going to have some good graces, I think, with Tyreek Hill for the fact that they chose to invest in him. He talked a lot about the business side of football and how it was disrespectful and crazy that Tyreek Hill had accomplished what he had accomplished for Kansas City as a fifth-round pick who came in and looked up to Jeremy Macklin and, and followed him around and then ended up taking Jeremy Macklin's job on the roster after year one and all of the accolades that he's acquired in Kansas City kind of turned their nose up to him after he signed the, the first contract extension that he got, and they didn't want to play ball with him. Well, Miami not only played ball with you, but they gave you the ultimate sign of respect. They made you the highest paid non-quarterback in the history of football at the time of the signing of the contract. And if Tyreek's talking about, I don't want the notoriety being the face of the franchise in the public eye, but I want... I want the notoriety and I want the respect internally that guys know that I'm that dude. Miami has provided you a very clear message with what they traded for you and what they have paid you that they recognize the value that you bring to the football field. And I think that's something that I, Miami should have in, in their favor as they try to walk this tightrope that I think is going to be a, a bit of a battle. You have, you have a lot of mouths to feed and they Tyreek went through it on the podcast. Talk about how you got Jalen Waddle and, and Tyreek Hill and Cheetah and you got said will and you got Mike G in the slot and you got Edmonds in the backfield. Like there, there's a lot of guys capable of catching the football. 
And of course, some of this proficiency re revolves around the quarterback position. And, and that was obviously the clip that everybody gravitated to. And I tried my absolute best uh, to be able to have a conversation about something around the Dolphins and its offense that isn't obsessively committed to, to debating the merits of Tua Tungvalo, which again, to me is exhausting. But that was the clip that everybody grabbed onto when this thing premiered on Friday afternoon and you saw it on the timeline Friday night and on Saturday morning and everybody's got their jokes and everybody's got their puns and everybody thinks they got the funniest one. And no, you definitely haven't heard it 18 million times by now. Uh, but Tyreek talking about Tua and the support that he offered Tua. I mean, you know, they, they joked, you're not giving us the T.O. Crocodile tears, and that's my quarterback. And Tyreek even said, I, I promise I'm not campaigning for more targets while being complimentary of Tua. But he talked about his his accuracy and was asked who had the better arm overall and his stronger arm. And he said, obviously, that's going to 1-5, which is referring to Patrick Mahomes. But from an accuracy standpoint, Tua Tungvalu was a more accurate passer. And the place that I want to... The place that I want to bring this is it should not be a surprise to anybody whether you watch the Dolphins for an extended period of time or not to know that a player who was drafted number five overall at the quarterback position has some redeeming qualities that are very high level. It shouldn't be. Tua coming out of Alabama before the hip injury didn't have a robust, strong arm. He had probably an above average arm from arm strength perspective. Obviously, with the hip injury and what that process has looked like for him, the arm has not been to the degree that it was at Alabama. Whether or not he's fully back, there's some buzz and energy about how good his arm looks from a velocity perspective. We'll find out. But accuracy has kind of always been his thing. And that's evident by the amount of tight window throws when you're looking at next-gen stats. He had like the highest percentage of throws with one defender uh, within the target uh, of quarterbacks last year in large part because many of the Dolphins' receivers couldn't separate. Welcome, Tyreek Hill. Good to have you. His efficiency in the red zone and the perception, you know, the perception is, oh, well, it's just check downs and average depth of target was not particularly high. And like, yeah, that's true. And then the, the Dolphins, avid Tua supporters will point to, well, this completion percentage, 20-plus yards downfield. It was just low volume because the offensive line couldn't block. All that jazz. We're not getting into that. Really, at the end of the day, Tua coming out of Alabama was renowned for several components. His foot speed and quickness within the pocket to evade rushers within the pocket and being deadly accurate. So I don't know why it became a hot take that Tua was deadly accurate and it impressed Tyreek Hill. Especially at OTAs and minicamp. When you're not facing a live rush. So that um that was the the hot topic 
quote that came out of uh, It Needed to Be Said, episode one. And um, I didn't think it was as hot based on if you knew who Tua was coming out of Alabama. If you've watched any reasonable amount of Tua, you would know, like, no, he's not driving 18-yard outs to the field on a rope with a ton of velocity right on the face mask of defenders. It's not a throw he's really going to thrive in. But I would ask you this. If you know this answer, good on you. The West Coast offense, Shanahan-style offenses. Timing-based offense, where we're going to throw outside, you're probably going to roll the pocket. And where are the most, where are the highest volume of your pass attempts in that style offense? In the middle of the field. And probably short, intermediate, you're going to be selective with your shots down the field, your shot plays. So if you're working inside of 20 yards, and the intermediate area of the field was a sore spot for Tua last year, but a lot of that had to do, again, with the rush. Now he needs to get better, right? Let's not let's not pardon Tua from the all of the statistical faults that he had last year. 10 to 19 yards, middle of the field was an area in which he struggled with his completion percentage, turnover worthy plays versus accurate throws, all that kind of stuff. Some of that came down to Tua resetting his feet, getting a line to throw as he was working the full field of play for his progressions. Looked like it was happening fast at times because it was happening fast at times because he's got the pocket getting collapsed in his face. Now, some of that expectation needs to be Tua playing better in those conditions, and some of that expectation falls on the offensive line playing better. Whether or not it will... We'll find out. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports information. Find all the latest developments, news, and odds, including this year's basketball championships with the NBA Finals, the NHL uh, Finals, Major League Baseball, all the fights from MMA, UFC, boxing, NFL futures, you name it. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. Now, as we bring this to a close, I had one additional observation for Tyreek Hill that I wanted to acknowledge, and it was he used the word legacy. They, t- they talked a lot about what he accomplished in his first six years in Kansas City and the six straight Pro Bowls and four conference championship games that were played at home and playing in two Super Bowls and winning one. But he used the word legacy, and he was talking about 2022. He said, this is legacy for me. And I think about a couple of things. I think about, he, he talked about his upbringing and the mentality that he was coached to bring with, come from, from coming from South Georgia to constantly work. And obviously, he had to take a JUCO path to get to the NFL and was a fifth-round draft pick. That required a lot of work on his craft to get to where he's at now. That's been instilled in him. And he's motivated on legacy now. And I think that's really important. And I think Jalen Waddle has a really neat opportunity 
to do with Tyreek Hill what Tyreek Hill did with Jeremy Macklin, who was a guy who Tyreek praised, he praised on during this podcast uh, for his first season in Kansas City. Now, obviously, Macklin was there one year and then gone because Tyreek Hill pushed him off his spot. Tyreek Hill's not going to be gone after one year, right? But Jalen Waddell, being in that environment and and being exposed to Tyreek Hill with some complementary skills and similar skills and parallels in their skill sets really has a chance to make Jalen Waddle a much better football player too, much more nuanced football player too. But you know, Tyreek just signed a $30 million per year contract, and he's focused on legacy. And he's focused on being one of the greats of all time to ever do it. And that motivation is going to keep that fire burning within him individually. And that's huge because anytime a guy gets a contract of this magnitude, like things change, right? Tyreek Hill still has a reason to go balls out every day. And I think that's, that's important too, based off of the wide receiver room that Miami has had the last couple of years. And it's been Devontae Parker, right? Who struggled with consistency and availability and taking care of his body and just not a great individual example for young receivers to follow, right? So to have somebody who has been at the bottom climbed their way up, made themselves one of the best at his respective position, gotten paid, and is still now ready to serve in a leadership role for the team and deliver on game day and wants the ball and is hungry to continue to produce at the level that he has and more. It's a very different mindset in that wide receiver room that I think is really going to reap benefits for the entirety of the group. And you got a little insight into that from Tyreek Hill on It Needed to Be Said, which I highly recommend you guys check out. Kyle Krabs, thanks as always for checking out Locked on Dolphins. Fins up. Keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins, your team every day. We don't just say it. We live it. Make it a great Monday. I'll talk with you guys again tomorrow.